Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. Happy New Year, everybody. How's it going? Come on. So good. Jesse, you know that whenever Jesse's happy, she says, so good. Thank you, uh, Catherine. Come on, just before I get into the word today, I want to just give you a quick, uh, just a little quick update on something super cool that happened uh, in 2019. You guys were so, so generous. We were able to go uh, above and beyond our budget this last year, and we were able to give away over $30,000 away across the world uh, to church plants, to help women out of sex trafficking, to smuggle Bibles into Cuba and Iraq and Iran. Uh, we were able to help the underground church in China. Uh, we were able to uh, help start our journey uh, to send Courtney to Cape Verde. Our church has committed uh, a, a good chunk of change to support her and send her there. And uh, church plants, we've actually been uh, given money away to several churches across our city because we, we aren't the only good, great church in the city, amen? And we're here to celebrate what God's doing in the body of Christ, and we just get to be a, a little word in, in the sentence. But I want to say thank you for your generosity. I want to encourage you to continue. Uh, we just finished a Blessed Life series, and I encourage you to listen to that if you, if you weren't able to hear it just about that whole idea. Uh, and also, thank you again for your generosity because we took our heart for the house offering. And there are four areas which can in the first quarter of the year we want to focus on. We want to focus on our kids' ministry, take it to the next level. And so we got to invest in some technology and some signage. We want to create kind of a even more of a fun space for the kiddos. And as well as this room, in a few weeks, you guys are going to see this whole room is going to look completely different. And so we need to uh, invest into that a little bit. We're going to start doing some training for our, our, our um, uh, continue to train all of our worship team and our sound team and then our signage outside, all different things that we've done. And you guys gave uh, over $22,000 in that Heart for the House offering. And so that is so awesome. I want to say thank you for that. That is unbelievable. You say, Ryan, why? Why did we do that? Well, we did it for two reasons. Number one, well, three reasons. Number one, because we want to love Jesus with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Number two, we want to love uh, our neighbor as we love ourselves. And we want to reach a lot of people who don't know Jesus. And there's two ways to reach people for Jesus. Number one, share your faith. Share your faith. <laughs> You're like, oh, really? Okay, shoot. Amen. Number two, invite them to our Sunday gathering hear the gospel, hear about Jesus, meet a great bunch of people, and we want to reach lost people. And then we want you as a follower of Jesus to grow in your walk with God. We want you to grow closer to Jesus, closer to him. And that's kind of our heart here at Love City Church. We want you to experience a relationship with Jesus and live a life that expresses his love. That's really our heart, our point this year. And so this year we're going to focus on keeping the basics beautiful. And the goal this year is to not only reach as many people as the Lord wants us to reach, but also for you, if you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus, to grow farther in your walk with God, to go deeper in your walk with God, to not stay stagnant and stay stuck and stay where you've been for maybe a long time. I want to see you grow farther this year than you've ever gone. Know Jesus better than you've ever gone. Read, know his word better. Have better marriages, better finances, bit more joy, less drama. Hallelujah, somebody, less drama. Come on, we want you to experience a life that God intended for you. God intended you to live an abundant life. 
And that's all we represent here. We don't have any other agenda. We are not against things. We are for things. Amen. We're for God's kingdom. We're for love. We're for reaching people. We're for that. And everyone in the room is on a different journey. Some of you here today, you believe that Jesus Christ is God and you're here on this believer's journey. Some of you today are not followers of God and you say, I'm just on a journey trying to figure it out. Well, you're in the right place. It's okay. We want to journey with every person, no matter where you're at this year. And this is my, my thought. My goal would be, Lord, would you let us uh, reach a person a day this year? A person a day. 365 people by the end of this year, Lord. Would you allow our church to reach 365 people? They might not all come to our church. They might be all throughout the churches in the city. But Lord, would you help let us reach 365 people this year? Amen? amen. Come on, amen? amen? And how do you reach people that way? You've got to share your faith. <laughs> and we've got to bring them to church. Amen. Okay. Amen. All right, we're going to get into the Word here today. I'm so excited about this series, Discover Life Change. We're going to spend the next eight weeks walking through some amazing principles that will help you experience a life change uh, in your life, and it's going to be so uh, fantastic. And uh, the idea here with this, this series is, the truth is, is that we want you to have, you know, we want your 2020 to be a year where you experience breakthrough in your life. We want 2020 to be the year where you finally break through the areas where you're stuck. The areas where you're stuck in your understanding of God. You're stuck in your, uh, maybe some of addictions or habits in your life. You're stuck with maybe some unforgiveness or bitterness or brokenness or bad experiences. Or You're stuck with just in life. We want to get you unstuck in 2020 and for you to experience the life that God intends for you. And so we want your life to be abundant. We want your life to be blessed. We want your life to be filled. We want you to have some fun this year. Amen. We want you to have joy. We want you to have the life that God wants for you. And so this whole series for the next eight weeks, we're going to look at eight very specific biblical truths that will help you get unstuck in your life. Now, God spoke to me this, this, this year and said, Ryan, just keep, keep the basics beautiful. Just bring, keep bringing it back to the basics because if you and I can get the basics in our life, I want, to, I want to encourage you with this. If you can just get the basics of what it means to be a true follower of Jesus Christ, you will experience tremendous freedom in your life. We try to overcomplicate this thing called uh, Christianity or uh, religion, if you want to call it that, which I hate. But if we, we overcomplicate our relationship with God. We overcomplicate this thing. Really, we just need to have a relationship with Jesus. And I know this sounds more complicated now that I say it out loud. You just need to give him everything. You know, it's like, oh, that's kind of complicated. You know, you want him to give me my relationship with my boyfriend? Yeah, I do actually want you to do that. I think that's what God wants. And so we're going to go on a journey for the next eight weeks and just look at some some biblical truths. And so today, we're going to start by just talking about hearing God's voice. What does it mean to hear God's voice? And I'm going to give you three specific things about what God, God's voice sounds like. What God's voice sounds like. And so I want, I want you to know that one word from God can transform your life forever. One like actual word from God, not an imaginative thought from God that you have that you think is God. I'm talking about a moment when you know God has spoken to your life. It can transform your life forever. It can transform the trajectory of your future forever. It could transform who you marry. It could transform where you live. It could transform what you do with your life. One transformational God idea in your life can transform your life forever. One thought. 
And if you could figure out how to hear God's voice, think about that. You just need one idea, one thought from God, one word from God that is absolutely God in your life, and it will transform your life forever. And guess what else it will do? It will destroy uh, uh, the uh, uh, years and years and years of things that the devil has tried to build in your life. Years and years and years of, of, of guilt, years of shame, years of fear, years of you being, uh, not having forgiveness, years of you not being able to walk in the doors of a church or go to that family function, years of you being bound. In one moment, God's word can come and transform what the devil's been trying to build for years in your life. One word, one thought, one moment. There's really only three sources of words we receive. The first source is from the devil, John 10, 10. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God comes, Jesus comes, that you might have life and have life abundantly. So one word we receive is a word from the devil, plain and simple. And whenever you get a word from the devil, this is how you know. You feel guilty, shame. You feel bad. You feel badly about yourself. You feel like you're not good enough. It's just d down defeating thoughts. It leads you to a place where you are not healthy in your perspective of yourself and your life. The other place we get words from is ourselves. This is mostly our imagination. And mostly when you get a word for yourself, it generally is to serve yourself. Generally, when you get a word from yourself, for yourself, we tend to wrap God around it. I really, really want that brand new vehicle off the lot that I can't really afford, but I really believe God wants me to have that. I just, you know, it just seems like God wants to bless me. And in our moment of imagination, we create this idea, and really it doesn't benefit us at all. And at the end of the day, we find ourselves in a position where we're wondering, God, why did you do this to us? It's because it was your thought. The third one is obviously God's thought, and God's thought always brings a benefit to you, but God's thought always brings glory to his kingdom. God's thought always requires a bit of a sacrifice from you to lay down your pride and selfishness to yield yourself to God's kingdom and God's way. That's a little more challenging, but I want you to know one God thought where you yield your life to God thought, guess what? You'll live the life that God intended for you and you'll experience all these things you've been searching for in your life by simply hearing God's voice and recognizing that God's voice is not about me. God's voice is ultimately about him. So we see that I have had many moments in my life where I believe that I had a few moments where I believe that God really spoke to me. One of them was when I met my wife. And I've told you this many times. In a group, I was in a conference of 5,000 people, and I saw my wife. She's wearing brown corduroy pants, and she looked good, folks. Half of you thought that was funny. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> I saw her, and immediately I knew. I knew in my knower of knowers that I was supposed to talk to this girl. Now, that was a moment in my life that I'm glad I listened, and it was a moment that I was in tune, and so I, I, it was a moment where I believe God spoke to me. Another moment was when I, God called me to come to Calgary. I remember coming over the backside of Calgary, and as I came over, God revealed a scripture to me in Mark chapter 10 and about how the, the, the purpose of our ministry is to help people who, who know God but don't know Jesus. They're religious, but they don't have a relationship with God, and that's our ministry here. The, the third was when we were supposed to start Love City Church in March of 2016. God spoke so clearly to me in my basement. You're supposed to start a church 
church and you're supposed to do it soon. It was like these moments where I just knew it was God. I knew it was the Lord. There was something about those moments, but it doesn't always have to be these big life moments. Sometimes they're just moments in your daily life. Sometimes they're just moments where, you know, you meet somebody and you have a, a moment with them where they create an opportunity for a job and you stumble into an opportunity. Or sometimes you have a dream or a vision and you're sleeping and God reveals something to you and you wake up and, and not Catherine's dream that she had last night. I won't say it out loud, okay? But not that one, but the other ones. So, you know, you have a dream and you're like, yes, that's God. Or, you know, maybe it's through other people, but God is speaking all the time. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, God's speaking all the time. That was the, t like most, did you guys, you guys need to have some more coffee this morning. Say it again. Look at each other and say, God speaks all the time. Thank you. But are you able to hear him? Are you able to hear God's voice? We have a verse here in 1 Samuel, uh, the, one of the greatest men in the Bible. Samuel was a young boy. His mom actually committed him to work, for, work at the church, actually. And so he moved in with the pastor and his wife and his kids and family. And he lived there. And one night, uh, three times it happened, God spoke, Samuel, Samuel. And, and Samuel jumped out of bed and went into the pastor's, you know, knocked on the door and said, hey, uh, Pastor Eli, like, you called me three times. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Then it says in the scripture, the look at this. It said, he, Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am, did you call me? And it says this. Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So you had to recognize something about this interaction. Samuel had to be taught how to hear God's voice. Just because you accept God into your life does not mean your ears are immediately in tune to how God speaks. Samuel had to be taught. This is all, okay, it's God speaking to you. This is what you're supposed to do. This is what it sounds like. This is how you're supposed to hear his voice. When you and I become followers of Jesus Christ, we become born again. We become into a new kingdom, into a new culture, into a new language. There's a new native language that you did not speak prior to becoming a follower of God. You did not speak the native language of God. You spoke the native, another native language. And so when you became a follower of Jesus Christ, there is a new language, a new culture, a new kingdom that you and I have to learn. So when people say to me that I hear all the time, God spoke to me, I often wonder if they know really what that means. Because if you're saying God spoke to me, it means you know the native language of God. When in reality, I want to say this, most followers of Jesus don't actually know the native language of God. See, I, I, I hear God speaking to me. Well, that's awesome. But do you know the native language of God? Do you understand how God speaks? Do you understand the culture and the character and the nature of the kingdom of God well enough to discern, okay, that was God. You have to be taught this. You have to be explained. It has to be something that you're, you're trained in and taught. Uh, my wife speaks Italian. My wife's fluent in Italian. And uh, my mother-in-law and my, my wife will often be in a room and they'll start to speak Italian to each other. And that's generally the signal they're talking badly about someone. <laughs> and most of the time, it's me. <laughs> and I picked up over the years what they're talking about. Little words here and there. 
And this last week, you know, I want you to know, I, I went a little bananas on, on, on dessert. You know, not, I, I didn't eat a banana, I ate dessert. But, you know, and I didn't work out. You know, Andrew canceled working out, so I didn't do it this week, you know. Um, and I said, you know, I'm not going to work out. So I went to the pantry and thought, I'm going to help myself to another piece of pie, you know, whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, you start speaking in Italian. I mean, it's going to sound like not Italian, but you know, I'm like, got my hand on the fridge. I'm like, hmm, someone's talking badly about me. And I know what they're saying. Oh, he's going, she's probably saying, oh, he's going back for another dessert. Oh, he's getting a little pudgy down here. Oh, he's going to get him to work out this year. He's going to actually stick to his New Year's resolutions this year. She's probably saying all that in Italian, right? And I, and I just kind of knew, I kind of sensed it that she was speaking about me. But because I don't speak Italian, I really didn't know exactly what she was saying. I just kind of had an idea. And that's like most Christians. That's like most followers of God. We have an idea that I think God is speaking to me, but many of us don't speak the native language of God. We need to be trained this. Something you have to learn. It takes time to understand how to learn God's voice. It takes time. When I want to give you a tip for my kids with my children. If you like my kids, and maybe this will help you. I don't know. If you don't, then don't listen. It's okay. But when I was a young, when my kids were young, I wanted to train them to hear my voice, and so we don't count in our house because I don't want to give them two times to disobey me. I don't want to give them a disobedience, disobedience, obedience. I want them to obey the first time. And every single time my son won't obey me the first time, there's an immediate consequence. Now, this is hard at parenting because sometimes you're sitting on the couch eating your Doritos, and all the last thing you want to do is get off on the couch to do a consequence. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to count, but in my head, I'm actually counting. I'm like, you know, I like, you know, delay my words really long. Son, it's me counting in my mind, but I don't want to count out loud because I don't count in my house. But I'm like, son. I make sense to me in my, watch my TV show. I hope you're following me, but I know I'm not making a whole lot of sense, but I, I make sense to me in my head, so that's all that matters. And my son has to understand something that I tell him this, son, the reason I want you to obey me the first time is because one day God's gonna speak to you. And when God speaks to you, God doesn't want, he's not gonna give you a one, two, three. He's not gonna say, oh, he's not gonna count to three when he speaks to you. When God speaks to you, he wants immediate obedience. He wants us to respond immediately. He wants us to be willing and ready all the time. So I teach my children that when we're in a store, I whistle. I whistle in a store, and my kids are in a store. I did the other day. I whistled, and my whole family goes. We have to learn to hear the whistle. When God whistles to you, will you stand at attention? When he whistles to your ear, will you say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? If you don't understand the native whistle of God, you'll think you're hearing, I think I hear a whistle, but I don't really know what to do with it. I don't really understand what he's really saying to me. And this is where we get in trouble. We kind of hear God. We don't really understand the whistle. And we're about to step into a relationship that we're kind of making a big decision on. And because we really want the relationship, I love this person. Yeah, they might not be perfect for me and, and it might not work out like I hope, but I just really, I think God, we step into the relationship and that's when the drama starts. Oh, I think God wants me to buy this thing. I, I'm just not really sure what should I do. It's because you have to be trained as a follower of God over time how to hear the voice of God so that when you make decisions in your life, you'll know exactly what God's asking you to do. You gotta learn his whistle. Can you do that? Can you guys whistle? 
Just try it for me. It's pretty good, huh? Yeah. My dad did that to me. So whenever someone whistles, I'm like. <laughs> we have to learn that whistle, and this will help you. So this is what I want to spend kind of the, the rest of our time here together, giving you these three things. And I just want to just reiterate this to you. Some of you in the room have been followers of Jesus for a really long time, and so this sounds very elementary to you, but I just want to encourage those individuals to, I want to encourage you to, to hear what I'm saying today as just a refresher opportunity for you to reconsider the few things I'm going to share with you. And maybe there's some areas in your life where God wants to point his finger in you. Now, if you're here today and you say you're a new Christian, maybe you've been a Christian for a long time, but maybe you're far from God. Maybe you're, you're a follower of God, you believe in God, but you're a little bit maybe distant from him in the beginning of this year. Hey, I want you to know, I'm going to give you some things that are really going to help you. Maybe you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus at all. I want you to know God wants a relationship with you. He wants to navigate you through your life. He wants to help you and guide you and lead you in your life. That's what God wants to do. He, all he, he created you, and he wants to be in a relationship with you. So I want to give you just three, three simple things here. But before I do, what is the point of God speaking to us? Why does God speak to us? Look at this scripture in John 10. It says this, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. My sheep listen to my voice. Look at this. It says, I know them. They follow me. See, the point of God speaking to you isn't so that you can just have a great life. The purpose of God speaking to you is because God wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants to have a relationship with you. And the truth is that many of us sometimes don't hear the voice of God in our lives because we have different reasons why we don't want to hear. I was driving to Canmore this last week, or this, a few days ago, and 14th Ave in the Southwest just got fixed. And the GPS was saying to go to Canmore to go down 14th Ave. But I used to live by 14th, and it's a terrible street. And I said, you know what? I know better than this stupid GPS. I'm gonna go down McLeod. And I went down McLeod, and guess what I hit? Construction and traffic, and people got pulled over, and people are terrible drivers because it had been snowing. And it was just, I got there 20 minutes late. Even though the GPS said to go this direction, I chose to do my own thing. It's because I thought I knew better. And many times we don't want to hear God's voice. Maybe you're here today because you think, you know what? I just feel like I know better for my life. I just know better about my marriage. I just know better about my finances. I just know better about my, my future. I've just worked really hard to get here. And at the end of the day, I'd love to hear God's voice, but only if it means I can have my input in the matter. <laughs> I know I feel that way often. I, I don't really want to hear what God says say because I don't want to, I don't really like what he's going to tell me to do. And I know he's going to tell me to do this when I really want to do that. And so we say, oh God, I, I love being a follower of you, but I really don't want to hear your voice. Maybe, maybe it's unsolicited advice from your parents. Ever get that before? <laughs> and even though it's unsolicited, and even though you hate every sentence, every little syllable of it, you know what they're saying is right. Ever had that before? Someone's saying something to you, and you're like, oh, I loathe your existence, but you're so right. Sometimes that's how we are with God, too. We just, we just like, oh, man, like, I hate the fact that you're telling me that I shouldn't be in this relationship with this person because I know it's actually very destructive for me, but there's something inside of me that just finds so much joy in it, and it's just a cycle of drama. And God, I know you're telling me that I need to break that relationship up in 2020, but it just makes me feel so good inside. There's, sometimes we don't like to hear what God says because we know that he's going to ask us to stop doing something or maybe start doing something. 
Maybe just say, hey, you know what? You've been holding on to your money too long and you start giving it away. Maybe say, hey, you know what? You, you've been working too much. You need to pull your hours back and spend more time with your family. Hey, you know what? You need to stop doing this and start doing that or start doing this and stop doing that. Yes, sometimes when you talk to God, he's gonna say, hey, I want you to know, son, that's not a good behavior for your life. That's not a good thing for you to be doing. Some of you, you might need to stop drinking this year because alcohol causes you to get angry or frustrated. Some of you might need to stop spending your money on so much clothes because you need to give that $100 thing over here and do it there. You might, God might come to you and say, hey, son and daughter, if you want to live the abundant life that I have for you, you're going to have to stop doing this and start doing that in 2020. Because when you come to God, he's going to say that. Some of us say, hey, I'm good not being told what to do. For me, I know one of the big ones for me is that I, I, often, I often don't want to hear what God's going to tell me to do because I kind of like how my life is as it is. I kind of like I feel like I've got like a lot of headway in my behavior and I got a lot of headway in my areas of my life where I'm struggling. I kind of get into this mode where it's like, gosh, like I've kind of been pretty obedient, God. I'm good, man. I don't need you to like rock my boat. I don't need you in 2020. To, I'm not, this 2020 is not about me becoming a better person, God. I'm already doing pretty good. I don't really need you to speak into my life. And I just know my knower of knowers that God's got more for my life. As Alana said in that video, in 2020, God's got so much more grace and so much more love and so much more peace. But I've got, I'm just good because sometimes when God speaks to us, it's gonna require a little bit of effort on our part to say, okay, God, I give up. If you look back at 1 Samuel 3.10, we see how Samuel responded. Look what he says. Samuel went back to bed. The Lord came and called uh, as before. Samuel, Samuel! Samuel replied, speak. Your servant is listening. See, the point of God speaking to you is so that you can serve him. Not so that he can serve you. This was an epiphany for me when I realized that word servant there, that when we hear God's voice, it's our way of saying, okay, God, my life is yours. The reason you're speaking to me right now is so that my life will bring glory to your, to your kingdom, so that my life will bring glory to your name, so that my life will bring glory to everything in my life, God. The reason I want you to speak to me, God, is because I want to be more like you. So I want to give you three thoughts here, three things. What is it? How sound like. These might seem very basic to you, but you'd be shocked at how beneficial this might be for you. The first one is this, is that God's voice sounds like his word. <laughs> God's voice sounds like his word. God does not speak outside of his word. I've heard someone say recently that, that God is bigger than his book. Well, God's pretty big, but God abides by his book. If you got a word and it doesn't sync with God's word, it's not a word from God. Look at the scripture in 2 Timothy. All scripture is God-breathed. That word God means like breath, God's breath. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, look at this, and training in righteousness, training in how to live a good life, training in how to live a life that honors God. God uses his word to prepare and equip you to do every good work. God's word was given to you. It was God's breath for you so that you can understand, is God speaking to me? If you ever wonder that, ask yourself this question, is what I'm hearing consistent with scripture? 
Now listen, this is, listen to me. This is going to be so helpful for you. Please listen. The more you know God's word, the more you know God's voice. And I want you to listen to me today. If you don't read God's word regularly, you cannot hear God's voice. You got to hear me today. This is so important. Probably the most important thing I'm going to say all day today. The number one reason people make bad decisions, get themselves into bad relationships, get themselves financially stuck is because they're trying to hear God's voice outside of God's word. The only way for you to hear an accurate word from God is to know and read his word. If you're not knowing and reading his word every day, you cannot hear his voice. Often what we do is when we're going through something in our life, we say, okay, I'm going through trouble and you make a decision. We grab the Bible that we haven't read and we open it and we read a verse and we say, okay, now the glory of God of Israel went up from above the cherubim. Oh God, you're calling me to go and buy a Cherokee or cherubim. <laughs> Boom, that's right there. That's the exact car I wanted. Grand Cherokee. What we don't realize is that that verse, that one sentence has context in that chapter, which was the judgment on the idolaters on the heading, by the way. That verse has context in that chapter, which has context in that book, which has context in the book of the Bible, in the, in the whole Bible. So if you're reading one verse and trying to get words from God out of one verse, you are not accurately hearing God's voice. So please, I want to encourage you today if you're not reading your Bible regularly, you will not be able to make godly choices based on God's voice because God's voice sounds like God's word. God's word is the, the primary way in which you and I can hear his voice. And so without reading God's word, listen, we don't understand God's native language. So please do yourself a favor. Please, please, please. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you will have less drama in 2020 if you start to read God's word every day. You won't need to do much prayer and fasting. God will just speak to you through his word every day. You'll find that he will direct you and lead you through his word. Without reading God's word, we don't understand God's native language. Look at this, Psalms 119, 105. It's not on the screen. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Let me say it again, because some of you might need some direction in your life right now. Your word, your Bible is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. How many of you know you've been given a gift right here? That when you need to make a decision, you just get your lamp right in front of you. And wherever you're going in the darkness, you don't look for people or prophetic words or don't look at the, the Daystar TV or TBN or the coolest preacher on the podcast or the newest book that you want to read that gives you direction or the self-help book on how to be a better person in 10 easy steps. And then they find out there's an 11th step that you got to buy. It's the next book. And, you know, all these different things you got to do. Well, I don't know. God has already given you everything that you need right here. But I want you to know something today. The reason I'm going on about this is because I would say 98% of followers of Jesus do not read their Bible every day. And this is why I have a job. <laughs> Just kidding. Can we edit that out or? <laughs> Listen, this is my objective. As your pastor, for those who are part of Love City Church, this is our goal to get you to read your Bible every day. If I can get you led by the Holy Spirit to be diligently reading your Bible every day, I want to make a promise to you. 
you won't need me. You'll just be in a relationship with God. You'll know his word. He'll speak to you. The only time you and I will talk is when we're hanging out, having a coffee, just shooting the breeze. Or when you're saying, hey, Ryan, God's got a, God's speaking to me through his word. What do you think? If you would learn to read your Bible every day, now we're going to do a 21-day devotional. Well, Pastor Dave wrote a book. We're going to start by that on, on January 11th. we do that together, and I want to start like a, a, a church-wide uh, Bible reading plan. And in our small group notes, we're going to have Bible memorization every week, that a verse that you can memorize as a group. Because I want to tell you today, you've got everything in your power to live a drama-free life <laughs> in 2020. God's word, God's voice sounds like his word. And once you begin to read his word, you know his character. This is where most Christians have burned themselves in their lives. This is where most Christians have gotten bitter at the church or unforgiveness in their lives or addiction or trouble. You say, Ryan, why can't I see breakthrough? When's the last time you read your word? Well, I don't remember the last time. Well, that's why. Come on, let's make a commitment this year. And you say, Ryan, I don't even know where to start. Start in the book of John. Start in the book of Psalms. Everyone download the YouVersion app and there's a daily Bible reading plan and it reminds you, and some of you are on a hot streak. You love posting your hot streaks. Well done, guys. Um, like, that's awesome. You're on a hot streak. But how about this? If you're on a hot streak, why don't you find someone who's not on a hot streak and help them? Which leads me to my, 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 my second thought. But before I get there, I want to just make this last thought. I want, you to, I want to encourage you with something today. If you're here today, and you're far from God. Maybe you're here today, and you know God, but you're not in a, 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 like a, a, a live relationship with him. I want you to hear me. I'm going to say it like it's in my head, okay? So don't be offended. God, if you're here today, and you say, Ryan, I, I know God, or maybe I don't, and I, I don't really have a life-giving relationship with him right now. God will not speak to you direction for your life. There's only one thing, there's only one thing God will speak to you. Listen, is this, come back home. Listen, it's a hard word, repent. Listen, God's not gonna give you direction on who to marry, investments, things like, God's only gonna speak one thing to you until you do that. And it's this, this tough word, repent. And all it means is this, turn around, turn your life around and come back to me. Come on, be in relationship with me. Come on, just lay the relationship down and lay the finances down. And come on, don't worry about your future. And come on, don't, don't get caught up in that areas of, of, of shame and guilt. Come on, just come back into a relationship with me. That's where you start. You say, right, I want God to give me direction for my life. And I want God to give me direction for my finances. And man, I want God to speak clearly to me. Okay, he's not going to give you that direction until you give your life to him that's where it starts come back come on back come on i created you i formed you i made you to be in relationship with me he's the creator god he's jesus he created the heavens and the earth and he died on a cross for you he was buried and uh, historically proven he rose on the third day and you say why he did that because he wanted to give you eternal life in heaven with him when you die and relationship with him right now on this planet which means this god's not going to be your fortune teller fortune cookie he wants a relationship with you. And if you have a relationship with him, guess what? He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to help you in your relationship with that boyfriend you've been wondering about and that, that financial situation or that marriage. He's going to help you. But he wants a relationship with you before he helps you. He wants a relationship with you before he becomes a self-helper for you. He wants a relationship with you. So don't go past that. Start there a relationship with him. The second thought is this, and I'm almost finished here this morning. God's voice sounds like an echo from godly people. 
God's voice sounds like an echo. If you're here today and you say, Ryan, I think God spoke to me, you gotta find a follower of Jesus who is, who is a, a, a established follower of God so that they can help you discern, especially if you feel like God spoke to you and it's not in scripture. Now, if we're like, man, what, God, what should I name my child? Well, there's a lot of names in here, but I think God's like, hey, you know what? Just name them whenever you want. Just go for it. Like, I think God's gonna speak to you, but there's some things like, God, should I drink that bottle of water? Oh, Lord, what should I do? Like, what am I finding in scripture? I don't see it, Ryan. What should I do? Water, my concordance, water, no, nothing there. Like, sometimes we have things in our life that we feel like we need to, like, sometimes it's just not in the Bible. What you're asking wisdom for. Should I take that job? Well, it might not be in the Bible but you might just need godly wisdom from a follower of Jesus. What are the, the number two thing, number one is people don't read their Bible. The number second one is that when people who are wanting to be followers of God, God speaks to them, they go to ungodly people or stagnant Christians to get feedback. And most of the time, when you bring your excitement of God moving in your life to someone who's stagnant, they poop on it. <laughs> or they poo-poo it. They just say, oh, I did that once. It's just a phase. I used to be like you. Oh, it's so cute. I remember when I was passionate for God like that. Or, oh, I don't believe in God. <laughs> what? Oh, I don't believe in that stuff. Whoa, you're going crazy, man. You're in a cult. That's crazy. See, you have to take your word that God has spoken to you to other followers of Jesus Christ, people who know God, who can help affirm and confirm whether or not that is a right word from God. This is why we have groups this is why we have created an infrastructure where you can be in a group and in a community with people that love you consistently week in and week out. Every Monday night at 6.30 or 7, we're there huddling together, praying together, studying the word together, doing life together, helping each other out, being with each other, confirming God's word. That is the point of our group. So I want to encourage you. This is not all that this is about. This is only a third of what we do. Get in a group in 2020, amen? Come on, get in a group in 2020 and benefit from that life-giving environment of being with other godly people. Listen to these verses here. Just I'm going to rattle off a few, all in the book of Proverbs. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Look at this one. Plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without advice. Look at this one. Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. How about this one? Get all the advice and instruction you can so you'll be wise the rest of your life. How about this one? If you quit listening, dear child, and strike off on your own, you'll soon be out of your depth. <laughs> you need people to speak into your life. Christianity was never intended to be an isolated in a sanctuary mm, by yourself. That was never God's intention for being a follower of Jesus Christ. God intended you to be in a body, a part of a body, and hearing echoes from other people. Oh yeah, that's God. Oh yeah, that's God. Oh yeah, that's God. Well, two or three witnesses, it must be God. You need to get other counsel from other people. And the last one here this morning is that God's voice sounds like a quiet whisper. God's voice is not loud. He doesn't yell like a charismatic preacher. <laughs> not me, of course. <laughs> God's voice is quiet. And you want to know why it's so difficult for us to hear God's voice. It's because there's too many voices in our life. God does something in your life and you immediately go to Facebook to get validation from everyone on the planet. Is this God's word? What do you think? And someone from Nairobi gives you their perspective on your thought. 
There's too many voices. You've got to silence the voices of other people. You've got to silence the voices of other podcasts that you're listening to. All the thousands of preachers that you listen to every week to get your word from God. Try reading your Bible yourself. All these voices. It's a story in the Bible of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19. He was having a terrible day. One of the greatest men of God in the Bible ticked off the king and queen and he was so upset about it that he went and hid and he wanted to commit suicide. He was so depressed and so down that he wanted to commit suicide and an angel Lord encouraged him to run to the mountain of God where the covenant of God was and so Elijah ran for 40 days and 40 nights. I'll say it again, 40 days and 40 nights this guy ran to the very mountain of God and he got up on the mountain of God and he said, God, I need to hear your voice and all of a sudden an earthquake came and fire came and wind came and God was not in an any of those things. And then all of a sudden, Elijah heard a still, small whisper. And Elijah took his cloak and he threw it over his head because he had just heard the very voice of God. See, you have to quiet the voices. There's a man who was standing in a stadium. He was going to speak at a, at a football game, actually, a chapel before a college football game, and he walked into the 95,000-seat stadium, and he stood on one side of the football field, and on the total other side of the football field, there was two across the football field, and then that night, 95,000 fans filled the room, and as they were cheering, and his friend turns to him and says, and he says, I can't hear you. It's too loud in here. See, the difference is, is that he had no voices to hear. He heard clearly when he put all of these things out. And that's why we do a 21 days of prayer and fasting. So when asked me, Ryan, why do you guys fast? Just so I can know Jesus better. I don't fast because I want his answers. I don't fast because I want him to tell me what to do. I just fast because I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice, God. So I got I to gotta get off social media. And I, what, what friends are you hanging out with? And what news reports are you listening to? And what social feed are you subscribing to? And what podcasts are you putting in your mind? And what movies are you watching? What Netflix shows are you giving yourself to? What voices are you feeding into your mind? Because you won't be able to distinguish the very voice of God if you've got thousands of voices going on. Next, for January 11th to the 30th, we're going to just silence ourselves. I want to say, okay, God, I want to hear your voice. See, he wants to speak to you. You know why? Because he wants a relationship with you. He wants to be your friend. He wants to speak life to you, and he wants to speak encouragement to you when you're discouraged, and he wants to give you hope when you feel hopeless, and to speak to your heart and he wants to speak to your mind and he wants to rejuvenate a passion for him in your heart and he wants you to be like a kid again when it comes to being in a relationship with him where you're full of joy and not sadness and excitement and not bitterness. He wants to, in this season in 2020, wants to speak to you just one word from God where you actually hear his voice could change your life forever. Why don't you stand to your feet this morning? Every eye closed just for a moment. We do this every week and we'll continue to do it every week just to give an opportunity for people in the room to respond. Come on, every eye closed just for a moment. Just out of respect for people, I guess. While you're here today and you came in the room today and maybe you 
you're one of two people. Maybe, A, you don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you've never been to church before. Maybe you've never been in this environment before. Maybe, two, you do have a relationship with God and you maybe grew up at church, but you feel far from Him. You came to church today and didn't know what to expect and you just heard a, a message about how the God of the universe wants to have a relationship with you and you say, man, I think I want to have a relationship with Him too. Come on, there we eye closed. I'm just going to count to three. If you're here today and you'd like to give your life to Jesus, you might not have all the answers. You might not understand the whole journey you might just say man i just think i want to get start this journey today i want to figure this out you're here today and you'd like to maybe give your life to the lord and start this journey come on i'm gonna count to three and i just want you to lift your hand i'm not going to call you forward i'm not going to embarrass you i'm not going to call you out i just want to see who i'm praying for and you put your hand up for about three seconds and put it back down come on on the count of three one come on don't be afraid i'm not gonna embarrass you two you want to give your life to jesus one two three come on anybody in the room today I want to start a relationship with Jesus today. Come on, anybody in the room, just real quick. Hand up quickly and down. Amen. Amen, church. Why don't you pray along with me this morning? Come on, every voice in this place, just pray with me this morning. Dear Lord Jesus, I'm in need of you today. I want to hear your voice. I need you to help me. I feel lost at times. I feel lost at times. And not sure where to turn. And not sure where to turn. But today I want to give my life to you. Today I want to give my life. I want to start a journey with you. I want to start a journey. I give my life to you. I give my life to you. Help me in every area of my life. Help me to silence the voices. And hear your voice. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus.